You are now listening to Rest Days. Before we dive into this week's episode, it's important for us to note that some of the topics we cover could be triggering. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome back to Rest Days. I am one of your hosts, Lauren Lavelle, here with my co-host. Maria Sylvester Terry. Nice to be here with you. Oh, hey, Maria. And today we are talking about bad body image days. We're going to get into like what that actually means and, you know, what bad looks like. But we're here for it. We're in it with you. It can be super isolating. It can be super frustrating. And I think I think it happens to most of us. I think so. Maybe maybe all of us. And we're just going to dive into some of the strategies, some of the triggers for those things, and um, yeah, what it looks like for us when those types of days come up. But of course, we cannot skip over clickbait. We cannot. Now, Maria, you and have you have two clickbaits I have today. two. I have two. So I have one from a client and one from the internet. Okay, um, fair. My one from a client, it reminded me of like 1997. So Ooh. she asked me. She what a year, hey. Romy and Michelle's high school reunion. <laughs> <laughs> so good. I also feel like that was Romeo and Juliet with the Baz Luhrmann version. Was I think so. Maybe? I think so. Yes, good year. So, um my client had asked me before we ended our session, she said, I always say, do you have any questions, anything I can support you with before we go? She said, yes, I have a question about eggplant water. You haven't heard of it either? No, that sounds so gross. I know, I know, I know. So she was telling me that her son and father or the son's father-in-law got into this eggplant water thing because they heard through someone who was doing work on their house that this person had lost X number of pounds doing eggplant water, meaning no exercise, no food changes. It was just adding the eggplant water. So of course I'm like, well, maybe it's placebo and like you feel like you're doing something great for yourself and then you're kind of slow key dieting and not realizing it. Mm. And she said, absolutely not. Like all they're doing is mashed, they're boiling the eggplant, taking yeah. away the peel, mashing it up, a couple spices, and then they just slurp it on down. Oh no, so the pulp's in it? Yes! So, first of all, this sounds sponsored by Big Eggplant. Yeah, it's, oh, it's, I'm sponsored by Big Eggplant now, spoiler alert. Mmm, Big That's Eggplant hot. energy. Um... <laughs> uh, <laughs> This is sponsored by Big Eggplant, and I also am like, I. you said eggplant water. You didn't say chunky smoothie. Mm, you didn't say yeah, that. Yeah, it's like juicy. So yeah. it was bad enough when I was thinking about squeezing out a spongy little eggplant into water, but you're telling me that the pulp is involved? The pulp is involved, and they just blend it real good. Are you, even, al- are you even allowed to do that? <laughs> are you even allowed to <laughs> have raw eggplant? Yeah. You can't do that. I'm literally serious. Like, are you allowed no, to eat raw eggplant? It's a concern. It's a concern for all of the missed opportunities to make eggplant, like, cubes that are roasted in the air fryer or eggplant parm or breaded eggplant. Like, we are wasting our eggplant on mush. Yeah, apparently me, it's it's safe to consume. It is. So that's what she had asked me. It's like, could I overdo it? Could someone overdo that? Well, the answer is definitely yes. The answer to all of that is yes, because you yes. can overdo anything. And I'm looking in like there are some like toxins that can add up when consumed in large quantities. And mm-hmm. I would assume if you're drinking it as your main source of hydration. Ugh. Yeah, we're talking like three or four glasses a day for the people she was telling me about. So I am just letting everyone know that... If it sounds disgusting, it probably is. And if it I'm, sounds too good to be true, you know it is too. So I'm we got usually not affected by one. that. I'm usually not affected by grossness, and I don't know what it is about this. It's just like so many layers of grossness to me with this one. It's it's the thickness. Yeah, the viscosity. Oh, 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not here for it. So that's clickbait one. Just wanted to give you a real life Great. one. Great. And clickbait two, I just have to read this caption to you. Mm-hmm. It's on an Instagram reel. Um, oh, God. And the caption is, your time is now, sis. Yes, she's a white woman. Mm-hmm. And it reads, <clears throat> The person's on the treadmill in a sports bra and uh, high-waisted orange leggings. And it says, POV, waking up at 6 a.m., 10,000 steps a day, gym four days a week, therapy every week, building your business, listening to podcasts and audiobooks, lives alone and cooking meals, drinking a gallon of water, setting boundaries and saying no more, no phone after 8 p.m., and journaling before bed. I am exhausted and this is the sort of like encouragement of like it's your turn. Oh, totally. It's your time. This is the um this this is the like antithesis of Gremlin Gremlin Girl. I like, couldn't agree more. Mm-hmm. But like this would make me like the pendulum swing back and forth because like it's trying to yes. do all of it. Also, like drinking a gallon of water made me laugh because I'm like, and how much? And how many days? <laughs> you didn't say yeah, right. And how much of it is eggplant? Yeah, I was, I was just gonna say that. <laughs> how much of yeah, my I water find... sources should be eggplant? <laughs> I just find it kind of offensive because it really discounts the reminder and the importance of doing the little things, like getting up when you're able to. Some days you can't get out of bed at six a.m. Some days it's ten. No, I mean, it's, it's just nine. it's just like so much in the fitness and wellness industry is like really rooted in ableism. And like, this is like a clear Mm -hmm. example of that. Like, Oh, 10,000 steps. Like some, some people use wheelchairs. (laughs) Like some people (laughs) like are in intense amount of pain if they take steps. Um, and that doesn't, what does that discount them from starting their own business and like finding love and like doing all those other things? Like, it's just like so there's so many layers of like shittiness and I get I get on one side that this is supposed to be motivational and mm-hmm. like I've been in stages of my life where that would be motivational and I also now look at that and I'm like cool 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 yeah like yeah that's great for you please stop telling everybody else about it because they're not you right i mean this is one this is a, a interesting moment in my journey because it was great to screenshot screenshot something for clickbait and it have it not be a screenshot for me to practice. Like when I, I remember being, you know, a, a t- really young teacher or even in college and I would just like screenshot or save pins on Pinterest for me to be motivated by. And mm-hmm. something like this, I would have been like, yes, I would have done it for four days and then been waterlogged and also been like, I'm tired of podcasts and audiobooks like what? I, haven't li- I haven't listened to a song in four days <laughs> i haven't watched one minute of television in four days i'm right. freaking losing it right <laughs> right i mean just I, I i want to name one very important thing here that none of it is explicitly diety none of it is explicitly count your macros eat your protein <clears throat> And yet, I still find it incredibly triggering. I find it incredibly diet-laden. And I think it is the same. I mean, it's it stinks from the same fish, right? It's like mm-hmm. the same thing. Um, and even though it is palatable in that it's not, you know, count your calories, do your Weight Watchers points. Like, this is still restrictive of a life that you might actually want to live. Like, this is still limiting and assuming it's so much. It's very covert, thank you. It's an it's an insidious diet culture clickbait. So yeah. that's what I'm I'm offering up today. And I share it because I know the wellness that girl routine thing is all over TikTok and Instagram. You don't have to feel like you need to do any of that shit to live your best it's life. It's just so like again, it's just so powered by like capitalism and ableism and like it's just like why do I have to do so much? Like the the shit you just described was like way too much. Oh my God. <laughs> like, I wouldn't do that in a year. People I'm have, not sure I could do all that have in a year. Children, people have like family mm-hmm. members that they're caring for. People are just trying to survive. Like people you're telling have bills me, I gotta, to like, pay. I gotta do yeah, right. I gotta do Work all of do. this stuff. And where am I getting all these eggplants from? Like I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> like they didn't even mention the eggplant juicing. So. This is unrealistic. Uh, how 
am I going to do it all? How am I going to do it all? So that's my clickbait. Kind of sucks. Uh, and I, I like to remind you that these things suck uh, so that we stop <laughs> pressuring ourselves. So we stop feeling like they're this. good. <laughs> yeah. Like we need to stop aligning ourselves with things that are actually rooted in um, us feeling like shit and feeling like we're never good enough. So there's that. And on that note, yeah. we're leading into um, a, a short, a, just a short conversation on bad body images. We could probably talk about it forever. And I know that as listeners, you probably are also really interested in our perspective because it might seem like, oh, like these are two lovely people that I love to follow on Instagram or I listen to this podcast every week. Like, what do they have to say? Um, know that what we have to say is so unique to us and where we've been and where we are in our own body image journey. So I think that's an important caveat for this episode. Mm-hmm. And one lovely, gonna... one lovely person and then more. Oh, well, a lovely gremlin. <laughs> yes. Our, my, yes. A little, uh, Baby Bop. Yeah, baby Bop yeah. and Maria. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it would be helpful to discuss what is a bad body image day. Bad yeah. is a general term here. Yes. Um, I sometimes think of a bad body image day as being something that really is like, it's like carrying a weighted backpack that you didn't sign up for and you just like kind of it's on you all day and it's heavy and it slows you down and it's something you start thinking about a lot more and there are gonna be many ways that it gets triggered but I'm curious Lauren what is your definition of a bad body image yeah that's so interesting that you say that because when I am feeling this way and a lot of people have said this I don't know who actually started saying it but it's like a bad brain day it's not like Mm. about your body it's about like your mental state But when I'm feeling that way, it's more like I've been like plucked out of my normal environment and dropped into like a dangerous environment. So it's less about like even my personhood and more about like everything around. It's like the upside down, right? Yes. Yes. Like like everything around you starts becoming like warped um, as opposed to, yeah, like it can't be, you know, it's me and it's also everything around me. It's Mm -hmm. like, it's. You know, like the way that my cat looked at me, like it was, that's truly how it is. So that's how I feel about it. Like I get the weighted backpack feeling. Um, I think maybe that's reserved for maybe like, I think that might be a canary in a coal mine for what's coming for me. And then like Mm. when the actual, like Mm -hmm. when the actual storm hits, it kind of just feels like we've cut to a completely different scene and I'm in a different place. The upside down. I think that's yeah. the greatest, um, the greatest definition of it is it's you're sort of there and everything you do is you trying to escape it and which just keeps you more stuck. Yes, totally. Yes. So uh, it's such a painful experience. And if you watch uh, Stranger Things, you, you get this analogy. If you don't, I mean, it's truly the idea of being plucked out of your safe, happy environment and just into this danger zone where you don't know all the one-way streets are going in opposite directions. Like it just, nothing you do feels right. Um, I think the fr- most frustrating part about a bad body image day, and similarly, I always say it's about, it's about image day, not a bad body day, um, is that it just sort of feels like the it feels sisyphusian right like Uh pushing a stone or a rock uphill like you just never feel like even coming out of it you don't feel triumphant it's very anticlimactic when it's finally over um they're heavy they're heavy days and i think we will approach it with as much compassion as we can today yes yeah i would also before we get into it like to say that um it doesn't have to be a full day. It can just be a moment, but that's can, that can be, be enough. <laughs> it can be enough. Right. right. Oh, yeah. That's a stain. It can be a yeah. stain. <laughs> it's enough A sometimes. big, wet fart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is enough. Um, so let's kind of get into what triggers these moments mm-hmm. or days or maybe weeks or eras of our life. Eras. Um, triggers Oof. are different for everyone. Um, the idea of a trigger is that it is either the canary in the coal mine, the little like, help, it's coming, mm-hmm. or it could be the thing that actually begins the full downward spiral that feels inescapable I think social media being one of those triggers I on a bad on a day where I'm inching towards bad body image day that kind of post that I shared for clickbait could actually be a pretty solid trigger for me um feeling like okay cool you're never doing enough and you don't look like that person and maybe if you were working harder and your business was in this place instead of that place right like it's just comparison central Mm -hmm. so Social media comparison, I think, is a big trigger. Um, what sticks out to you as one of a big one of the big triggers for body image days? Yeah, um, 
I actually feel feel maybe lucky. I don't know if I could say lucky. It's just like the way that my brain is set up that like I don't necessarily get too deep in those comparison traps. But mm -hmm. for me, um, the big one is like my hormones and um, specifically I have PMDD. Mm -hmm. So I think that when that starts, like when I start going towards that end of my cycle, I that is, it's like, it's a slow burn. And I'm like, uh-oh. It could go either way. <laughs> this this yeah. could go either way, but I can I kind of start just like getting more negatively charged, and so it's it's it could go in a state of like maybe it's going to be about my hair, maybe you know like maybe it's about a physical thing, or maybe it's just about like you said your business or whatever. Um, so I think that hormones play a huge role in in how I feel about my body and my yeah. mind. Yeah, absolutely. And hormones can be extrapolated from, you know, period, if you're a period having person to perimenopause, menopause, mm -hmm. puberty, obviously. Yeah, um, chronic I illnesses. Chronic illness. Um, I think about food availability and I think of cortisol and extreme or chronic stress. I think of adrenaline hits, mm -hmm. uh, like, you know, you kind of just get in a hyped up vibe and all of a sudden the come down is starting to feel really yucky. Like hormones drive everything in your body. And interestingly enough, your vitamins and minerals play a huge role in how your hormones function and fire up, right? And do their job. So under eating, I think dieting, right? Is a huge trigger for bad body image days. Oh yeah. You're functioning on less. So your brain is functioning on less. Your body's not able to do the things it wants to do. It's adapting down. Um, and I had the worst body image when I was in pursuit of thinness constantly. Mm -hmm. um, those were horrific times. And I think because I was not even functioning at a level that allowed me to think through a bad body image moment. Oh, no, it was, it was all like a tumble down. Yeah, for yes, sure. Like it, yes. it was never getting better. And I think my other one um, that we talked about a little bit is like major events. So, oh, yeah. I, and like, I want to say major events or just like maybe change. Cause like, <laughs> as much as I don't like um, being a creature of habit, I am right. So I've noticed, especially times where I was planning a trip to go see my family. That is when mm -hmm. I'll be like, oh my gosh, I just noticed this thing. Like, <laughs> girl, that's been there. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but you're viewing yourself under this hypercritical lens and that's when those types of things pop up. Or it could be like, you know, it could be your wedding or someone else's wedding. It could be like a reunion. It could be a work presentation. It's like, they don't even have to be these life-changing things. It could be on, you know, like on Friday, you have to share something in class. Like, oh my God, that would send me. <laughs> like, yeah, that was right <laughs> right that's a major mental event mm -hmm. yeah so I think those are like really the, like that's a big one for me too yeah big events comes up um for a lot of folks when they're pursuing body change absolutely um like oh this is happening so I need to change the way I look I will also name that there is a societal concept that's buried in our little brains and also hit over the head uh hit over our heads is the idea of you need to look like you have it together Right. Like totally. this idea of like having it together, which like you had said, is inherently ableist. Um, like what is to having it together even look like? Mm -hmm. And if it looks like being thin with clear skin and straight hair and the perfect lip and no wrinkles and no crow's feet, like, well, guess I'm, guess that ain't it for me. Right. Like I'm not together. I think it's also funny that you said that because even the people who have made it to the other side of like the really toxic, like sweating for the wedding or whatever, you know, the hash, like baby, you know, baby weight losing shit. Like yes, all those, right, like, right. I can't even think of the way that they said it, but like bounce back, all that shit. Um, even if you've moved past that, as you approach those big events, you're like, oh shit should I have done that? <laughs> like, <laughs> right. <laughs> you're like so good with it up until the final hour. And then you're like, Oh no. <laughs> yep. Yep. I was in the bathroom at my friend's wedding. I am in another country. Right. I'm not able to change what I am wearing. The 30 day I challenge is the 32 <laughs> second challenge. 
<laughs> I was with a friend in the bathroom and she had said something so nice. And I think that like brought me back to like being in this. She was like, I'm so happy we're here together. And it reminded me like, oh, right. Like, this is not about my body at all. But yeah, not, I looked in the mirror and was like, oh my goodness. Like, should I have hiked longer in Italy? Right. <laughs> <laughs> like terrible feelings oh you know what lauren we have so y'all we, we are pretty planned for these podcasts you've probably noticed um we forgot one hmm. pictures pictures seeing pictures of yourself That's oh yeah one. i mean i have a lot of rules around how i look at pictures so we can I maybe like talk that. about that in the, in the... if you yeah if you wouldn't mind i think that would be helpful um maybe in strategies we can you can unlock yeah. that one that'll be a bonus fifth strategy look at mm. look at everybody getting a bonus today so pictures can be tough we'll let lauren share i i want to hear what you have to say because i really struggle with that so please teach me um and i want to make a quick aside before we get into our our strategies that if you are a person with a partner or close friends or you live family, with family members yeah um that when you have a bad body image day it is so normal to do what to go and ask for, for someone comfort. to validate you can yes. you help me can you make me feel better and oh my God. <laughs> i don't know what it is but they might be the most wonderful partner or friend or family member in the whole world. And in that moment, they deliver absolute garbage advice. Totally horrible. And <laughs> you are, then you are uh, at your own fire at that point. You are incendiary. So Lauren, thoughts on the toughness of navigating a bad body image day with a partner or someone that you live with or even just anyone in your circle? Yeah, sometimes, like, I feel like most of the time these days I don't mention it to um scott because maria and i talked about this i love him so much but i could say something that's like bothering me and he'll look at me in true like so genuine maria too mm -hmm. like he'll look at me so genuine and he'll just be like i like that <laughs> <laughs> or like i love that thing <laughs> and i'm like i like that okay hmm, <laughs> Why is that so hard? If for somebody who's listening, who's like, why is that a big deal? Like, why is that hard? I guess it's just hard because you're like trying to have a conversation and it feels very shut down by that mm -hmm. answer because you're like, oh yeah, because anything I say to this person, which on, on 99% of days is like good, right? Like you love, I love that he's a supportive person all the time. Yeah. And, and I'm like, oh no, you're being extra supportive, but you're like not hearing like the shitty side of it. Right. Like, yes. um, it's like toxic positivity and he's not mean. <laughs> it's not, no, it's, it's again, not it's not all. him. It's not him. He's just adding fuel to this. I'm like, oh, okay. So most of the time I'm just like, I'm not going to say anything because I already know his response. Like I could be like, oh my gosh, I'm just so sick of my hair this way. We'll just use my hair as an example, but like, I'm so sick of my hair being this way. And it's like really frustrating me because I'm feeling super tender headed and I have to comb it because I'm going to go to this thing, right? Like I can't go to this yeah. thing with uncombed hair. And he'll be like, well, why can't you? I like your hair when it's not combed. Like, sir, like, mm. <laughs> that's because you know me. If I'm coming up in there to like do an event <laughs> looking like this, I'm not going to feel super good about yeah, it. Yeah. But like, it's, yeah, it's just not an actionable uh, response, you know? Like, right. It's not validating. The, no, it's not the validating the concern. shooting part. And it's also like not even giving any constructive <laughs> criticism. <laughs> Right, she's like, it's good though. Yeah, it's good. I like it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I have the opposite issue. I know, and I know that I love that I knew. Yeah, so y'all, I, I asked Lauren, what do you think Caleb says? And he says, what, Lauren? And I said, what are you going to do about it? It's <laughs> Caleb Terry. Um, and I, I, again, I am so grateful to have a partner who is a problems problem solution kind of guy kind of person I, I really love that about him but I don't find that I like I said before a body image moment is not about your body it's about your image and so what I have started doing in this moment instead of you know um becoming an electrical fire of a human is I will uh, recognize that he's trying to help, but he doesn't uh -huh. know how to help. He also is not in the space of like, my body is not the problem, but I'm still struggling with the standards that are around me or whatever I'm feeling or how I'm feeling just like showing up in the world today. So I try to remind him, um, I'm here for comfort, not advice. 
uh, and that yeah. has helped a lot. So it like he'll extend like a hand or a hug and say like I understand how hard this is. He's really great at um, just like being next to me. Also, and, like, you don't talk. Present. You don't talk. We don't talk about Caleb as much as we talk about um, our little teddy bear of Scott. But yes. for anyone who doesn't know, Caleb is kind of like a perfect specimen. So it's not like <laughs> it's not fair. Yeah. It's not fair, and it's like not eat like. Of course, someone like that would be like, what are you going to do about it? Like, okay, because you've never had to come up with any solutions. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, this is someone who, um, you know, he currently is running three or four miles roughing a lacrosse game right now. Like, he's in his mid-30s and can just easily run six miles on a lacrosse field, no problem. He played Division Two lacrosse in college, like, always been active, you know, and I explained to him, like, you're biggest issue is that sometimes you don't like little things about yourself but it's not that your body is like not appropriate for the world or oh something my like gosh that, it's know? like actually made for it <laughs> like right, the world right. is I mean, made for it right and I will say that for even for those of you who feel like you do meet some level of body standard um bad body image still affects it affects all of oh, us totally. because yeah. um the pursuit of thinness is actually not serving anyone it serves absolutely no one um and it is a ruse and i think he finds himself stuck in that and has also learned in his own moments that comfort is really helpful advice uh unless it's someone who gets it i find i can't really ask my partner for advice um because it kind of turns into like well do you like want to go on a walk together and it's like are you asking me to go on a walk because you agree that my body is like not appropriate and i need to like go exercise right and that's because your brain is in the upside down correct right the warped element so um i have a solutions oriented partner i have a solutions oriented family and it does happen a lot um and i am like the whiny middle child like i just want to complain <laughs> and <Yeah>. fortunately <laughs> i have incredible friends lauren i think you're one of the first friends who ever openly outwardly would just text and say i'm having a bad body day and i admire that so much i remember maybe 2018 2019 i'd get like a text every once in a while i don't know if that was before you knew you had PMDD or you're still working to get a diagnosis, but you were so, probably like, you were so open about it. And I think the openness really helped me too. Yeah. I appreciate you uh, remembering that. And definitely it was before a diagnosis. So um, there, there's a lot of things that go into that, but I think that, um, yeah, we have to be open about it and also recognizing that we're all in different places and that, yeah, these types of brain body situations do not discriminate and like we said they do have certain things that like maybe around certain holidays or events they become more evident and obvious but yeah I like to be open about it because I think that maybe we try like I, I just feel like hiding it makes it worse too oh oh yeah you're just like let me just I mean, in some in some strategies that can be a strategy like I, I would I'll definitely put that in a strategy of like like being fancy could make you feel better but yeah, also yeah, yeah, yeah. like but also like hiding that you're feeling unhappy doesn't feel fair and it doesn't feel productive yep yeah it does mm -mm. well in the good productive way yeah right that's what i mean yeah that's why i said it like that <laughs> yes, I, li I liked it i just was the uh lauren tone translator for anyone yes. who needed it um, it is, y'all, just like as an aside, it's such a pleasure to have a podcast with someone who knows your brain so well. Um, I feel like that's, it makes conversations like this, which can be so like, um, I'm grateful for the, the, you know, communal space that we have. I think it's, I think it makes for something, talking about something so difficult, almost enjoyable. Yeah. <laughs> almost well, it does, it does, it does feel to me, I guess the enjoyment is like, being in community with each other, like yeah. knowing that when we're talking about this with other people that they will hopefully not feel like they need to hide or they need to, that they're alone and that it's like, they're not far enough in recovery or they're not here that this doesn't happen. This happens yeah. to like everybody. I think it happens to everybody. I think so too. <laughs> I keep I saying that. I don't want to say everybody because maybe there is someone out there and if they are, please call in. Yeah. Let us know. <laughs> Let us know what's going on in your brain. Post the next episode. <laughs> I have a client who says, live, laugh, lobotomy. And I feel like <laughs> somebody who doesn't have a bad body image day might be, uh, might have removed part of their brain because yeah. I don't know how else it happens. <laughs> yeah. It's giving American psycho. <laughs> 
Well, we don't want to go down that route. We are actually going to just uh, swerve on over to strategies here. This is um, the positive side. We're getting back. We're getting, side. we're climbing our way out of the upside down into yes. the neutral. We're climbing up the rope, which is also us climbing down and flipping over onto a mattress. So here we go. Uh, Lauren, what is your first strategy for yeah. dealing with a bad body image day? Yeah, we have led up to this by talking about usually when that comes about for me, specifically like a hormonal shift. Um, and the number one way I have like determined is good for me to handle these types of days is to feel sorry for myself. Um, and, and we said days and usually this isn't a day for me. Usually it's an, it's like an hour. It's a very fast and like big and stressful event. So I think my number one strategy being feeling sorry for myself, um, because I know it won't last. So if I'm just like, Hmm, Hmm. And like walking around my house, like again, like a sim with free will and nothing to do. Like I'm just walking around, just moping. Um, it feels so good to like allow myself to emote and have those feelings that like then, then something will happen and Scott will be like, okay, we said we were gonna go to Costco. I'm like, yay! Um, <laughs> so I think that like being able to be mopey and um feel the feelings even even because like I'm not a feeler so um Maria's strategies will be different because Maria's more of a feeler on the daily um and then yeah. I'm less of a feeler on the daily so if I allow myself to feel it and be a little bit mopey and like have that pity party and just be like yes these things are wrong. And then I'll just like get back to arguing with myself and debating and be like, hmm, maybe they're not. Maybe you're overreacting. Maybe, you know, something is making you feel something triggered you that's making you feel this way. Maybe you can like reframe those triggers, which we will get into. But like I, it, you have to have the space, like trying to immediately correct those feelings to me doesn't help ever. It just feels like I'm trying to cover it up. And then that doesn't really solve for what's going on when I'm just yep. like, no, 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 no. Actually, it's good. Like, that's not, that doesn't, again, I like it. Like, that doesn't, that's yeah. not helping me. <laughs> it's, not, it's not helping me. Like, I, okay, like, we can say that and then, and then what? So I think that right. um, knowing that I can just feel a little bad for myself um, helps. It definitely helps yeah. me. I love that. And thanks for the uh, distinguishment there of like personality types, because my strategy is the flip flop of mm -hmm. Lauren's. So I am feeling all the things all the time. I am actually thinking about how I'm going to feel in the future um, and how that's going to impact everything that's happening to me or my clients or I'm just... I think that like empath extreme is uh, a doozy. Uh, <laughs> so I'm always, always thinking about how am I feeling? How is it affecting others? And so I know when the bad body image stuff is happening, and I'm in it and it feels like a little bit of a tornado spinning around me. So I actually ask myself to pause and take inventory, which is the second part Lauren shared, which is like, hmm, how am I feeling? Is that accurate? Like, is that, where's that coming from? I actually think about getting as tangible as possible. Most of my strategies will be pretty tangible because I need to get out of my head. Lauren's like, no, get me in my head. Let me feel this. I am already feeling it. Mm -hmm. I need to kind of take a moment outside of my body and say, how did we get here? How was this morning? Did something go off? Did someone say something? Did you see something? <laughs> Sounds like an investigation. I don't mean for it to sound investigative, but more kind of just pulling a little bit back these like really stinky onion layers and saying, you know, what, what's going on this week? Is it an anniversary of something? Do mm -hmm. I have a big project coming up? Um, am I feeling sorry for myself? Did, did I just kind of have a bad moment? Did I stumble on my words or say something incorrect? And now I feel like, oh, I'm not good enough. And the imposter syndrome is coming in. Um, I also love to ask myself a question of, you know, whose idea is it that I'm not good enough right now? Where did that come from? Is that really my idea? And I kind of, you know, I like being my own cheerleader. So I find myself, oh, wait, like that is 
not my idea. My right. idea of myself is that I'm doing okay. I'm actually quite successful and happy and I'm comfortable in the body that I'm in right now. And that's the also the modeling I want to offer to others. So taking inventory of at the little things, y'all, having have I eaten? Have I had water today? Have I done the things that set me up to take care of myself, that take care of my brain? What else might have brought me to this topsy-turvy place? Just so I kind of know, like, am I sad or am I confused? Am I sad or am I disappointed? Like really taking out that feelings wheel and getting real specific because I can do something with that rather Mm -hmm. than um, what I will do is ruminate, right? I will think worst case scenario over and over and over again. I will go down the rabbit hole. It's like feelings on overload. It's not just getting mopey at that point. It is being um, deeply into the upside down space. So um, I like to get a little bit more tangible, a little bit more structured with my feelings just to kind of say like, no, wait a minute, let's pause, play it back. What actually happened here? I think that's so funny because rest days is for the chronic feelers and the chronic intellectualizers. Um, yep. So we ha- we have something for everyone, you know. <laughs> Come we, on we have, down. <laughs> and actually, those strategies go well together because then you get to have your pity party and uh, sort it out too. Like you get yes, to do both. Do. Um, but I think th- I actually do think they they go really well together. I just want to, for my chronic intellectualizers, let them know that they're allowed to feel sorry for themselves. You know? Yes. Yes. Get out the feelings wheel and feel sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's both and, baby. Yeah. Tell me, what do you do after you let yourself have a pity party or like what goes in conjunction with that? Yeah. So like I said, usually this is not a full day. I've really like... I think that it's worth noting the progress that, yeah, things that were eras. You said the word era earlier when you were talking about Mm -hmm. a timeline for this kind of stuff. Things that felt like months or phases or weeks or days do not feel like that anymore for me. So um, that is is like a huge amount of progress for me. Um, So the, the feeling sorry and then the the slight investigation, the curiosity Mm -hmm. will get you to at some point, another point in my day, right? The same day. Um, got a lot to do. We got (laughs) things to do. And so, um, then, you know, a lot of times for me, it's about like a comfort thing as well. Like finding what's going to make me comfortable moving forward in the day, because typically, a trigger is feeling uncomfortable. Yes. It doesn't yes. matter. Like all those things that we listed earlier, the real underlying thing is I'm feeling uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So leaning into comfort, I'm already a comfort, like a comfort creature anyway. Right. Like I, you know, but for me, it could literally be like, my hair is too tight. <laughs> Like, it could be like, it could be like, I'm getting a headache because I'm wearing a headband. Like, and then those things just cascade because it's like, you're already uncomfortable. Like you're going into this big event and now you're uncomfortable. Um, So I think leaning into comfort, whatever that looks like in the time frame you have, if it's at at the event, (laughs) like, what are you going to (laughs) do? I mean, if it's at the event and you're me, what are you going to do? You're probably like, if you have a bra on, you're going to take it off. But, um. Like, like it sounds silly, but leaning into comfort. So if you were planning to to wear something, maybe you have an alternative to wear that is something you've worn before is more comfortable. You feel more yourself in. Um, And I think really like propping yourself up on things, you know, that work every other day, every other hour. Like you already know this is tried and true. Even if it doesn't feel, feel like that when it's happening, you're like, oh, I'm putting on my favorite pair of leggings and like my favorite shirt and they like aren't hitting the same, but I know once I'm like coming out of this fog that they will be, I will be fine in it. And that's kind of how I like, how I like set myself up. I know that's not always possible, but like even going into, if I was to do an event, like I said, like tying my hair up in a way that feels comfortable to me. Like, so I feel like myself or like, you know, some of us have like a power ponytail or like a power bun that we Uh do, right? Like Maria's raising her hand. So like, if you're like, I was trying to be cute because I'm at this event and all of a sudden I'm feeling really uncute and super out of sorts. Like I need to put the hair up. 
Like, yeah. and that's real. And I feel like sometimes it helps. So leaning into, into those comforts, even if they don't feel comfortable in the moment, um, trying to find things that like feel available to you that feel comfortable. And, and sometimes that, yeah, like I think throughout the day too, we talked about it. You talked about how hormones and eating and stress and all of those things can trigger these things. I think it's also important on these types of days to lean into the base, very basic self care Mm -hmm. of like watering yourself, feeding yourself and potentially sunning yourself or airing yourself out depending on where you live. And, (laughs) and so I think that like in the past, these types of days would maybe cascade into, uh, nothing is good enough. Nothing I have is good enough. Um, Mm -hmm. and so, so maybe like you said, asking where that's coming from, taking, taking stock of that. And then being like, I do still water myself today. I do still feed myself today. I do still air myself out or move or go in the sun or talk to my cat or whatever. And getting back to that more grounded state instead of just being like a crabby all day. Right. Right. Oh, I love that. I call it my sad girl uniform. (laughs) <laughs> bringing us back to episode one in season yes. one i like i know exactly which sports bra it is a friend had given it to me um oh my gosh the, the emotional anymore. support sports bra yes oh my gosh and it's like stained and stretched and it's just like kind of just like you know it's just a mess of a sports bra but it's my comfort sports bra that i get very uncomfortable around my rib cage i have a very wide rib cage i don't have big boobs so it really puts me in an interesting position for sports bra shopping (laughs) um and i find that this one just kind of it loves me and i love being loved by that emotional support sports bra i have a pair of shorts that are just cozy and i have my slippers that lauren gave me and Mm -hmm that's my uniform. And I just put it on. I say, you know what? Screw this hard pant day. I'm getting comfortable. And you said something about the ponytail being too tight or hair being too tight. That is the realest thing. But sometimes you're in that funk of your bad body image moment and you can't even see that you are uncomfortable. You're so into solutions of like what you need to do differently that you aren't even showing up in the moment to be like, oh, right. I am just grappling, like I'm, I'm clenching so tightly. Um, so I love this softening, getting comfortable. Yes. Yeah. And I, I will say that like, it's a chicken egg situation, right? Is your hair really uncomfortable or are you so uncomfortable (laughs) with everything else that's going on that like, it's all adding up and, and it doesn't really matter because if you could start taking the load off by like doing the things that make you comfortable, then maybe you have the space to like explore Mm -hmm. those other things. But it's just funny because it's like, no, you've been wearing your hair like that all day. <laughs> it's definitely, it's probably not that, <laughs> but, yeah. but I'm like, it yes, matter. it is. <laughs> Do it anyway. It doesn't yes. matter. Let's not overthink it. Um, I also greatly appreciate the thought about uh, when you're uncomfortable and you cannot change. Yeah. Like you're literally in a space where like you're dressed, your hair is done, your makeup is done. Like what is the light pivot? Um, that is everything. And in those moments, sometimes it is just finding a person and giving them a hug if you're a physical touch person or a deep breath yeah deep breath or like a really reliable tiktok that always makes you laugh yeah um you know whatever it is to get even mentally uh comfortable is good too Mm -hmm. so um my second strategy is similar to this it is action oriented in that way um i love the softness of lauren's mind is going to feel maybe a little bit harder because if you are a super feely person, you might need a really tangible next Mm -hmm. step. So I find that um, body image moments are made worse by consuming things, consuming advice, consuming talk, consuming uh, content, of course, is really where my head goes, or consuming just uh, anything, work, emails, like just like taking it all in instead of doing something with that energy. I really believe in creating over consuming in those moments like do something with this discomfort if you can I made this might have been like six months ago I shared on Instagram I was having a really rough day a bad body image day bad work day is a bad day day and I did my makeup and I want to name that there's like a weird fine line there right that it's like am I like aligning with standards of beauty like it could be taken that way but I also love 
taking care and creating a look. I love to create a look. So that could be a really simple thing that you do, which is, you know, finding that lip color you love, finding that like uh, euphoria level eyeliner thing Mm -hmm. that you've saved on Pinterest or TikTok that you want to try. I sometimes find that creating a look creating a moment for myself. Like I'm going to play dress up. I'm going to have a moment of just like being who I am and trying on the things that feel good and saying, you know what, I'm just going to start over and uh, I'm going to, you know, I might be feeling my worst, but I'm going to look my best and I'm going to feel my best. And that gives me this like creative energy of doing something with that. Um, It is a fine line, right? Like you don't want to hide behind the look. You don't want to hide your feelings behind makeup. But there's something very fun about some power eyeliner and just uh, putting on some music and having a moment with yourself. Totally. I think that, like you said, you, you name that there's a fine line and there is the the classic and maybe cliche to some, like, look good, feel good. Mm-hmm. But, like, uh, this seems, it's, like, very personal. So it's a little different than than, like, you necessarily needing to go out and, like, have to look a certain way to go out it's more like I'm just gonna do something that's a little bit fun and this is my fun thing for me makeup might not be like the fun thing that I do but it might be like oh I'm gonna go like reorganize something (laughs) like or like exactly what I mean yeah like it could be like it could be the chore that is absolutely not even making the top 10 list, but I'm like, <laughs> Oh my gosh, did you see what I did with that shelf over there? <laughs> like I'll dust it off now. <laughs> yeah. I dusted all my trinkets. Scott's like, there's yes. 10 loads of laundry, but he's not saying anything. Cause he already knows it's been a horrible day. Like, I, like like, yeah, I like it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, okay. Lauren. Exactly. It's this idea of like, create something, do something, get that, energy, make yourself comfortable, just like Lauren said, and then pivot. Um, Maybe you are creating a cleaner space. Maybe you are creating a new walk. Like you go on a new path. You take a different route out of your house or you um, create an event for yourself in your calendar that says, I'm going XYZ here and I'm marking myself out of office. Like do something uh, because the tendency to want to sit and sulk for too long Oh, it is there. It is Mm -hmm. so there. Like the feeling sorry for yourself moment could become weeks if you aren't like really cognizant of what you need and getting comfortable and then doing something. I think there's some power and empowerment in action. Um, Not to say you need to go run a mile, right? Like again, it's getting weird. It's getting dancier Mm -hmm. around that fine line. But creating a memory for yourself, creating a moment for yourself, it reminds you that you are in control of what's actually important. Yeah, is where you are and what you're doing and how you show up in the very present moment. Um, Those are some of the most powerful moments I have. And sometimes I even create um, like Canva graphics or I'll create Instagram. I might never post it, but like sometimes I create a poem or I create something that just, you know what, let me put it out there and it's for myself and that's okay. Everyone vote. Do we want to hear Maria's book of poems? Okay. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) Maria's note apps of poems. Okay. (laughs) It's so good. I have really good ones. I wrote like six this week. So (laughs) Um, I am desperate, 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 desperate to hear your bonus fifth strategy before we go about photos. Yeah. Photos is one of my favorites because um, just when you think you've made it out, right? (laughs) (laughs) You get pulled right back in. This is again, it just doesn't discriminate time or place or anything. So as someone who's had my photo taken a good amount in the like last few years and also had to be on video, mm-hmm. um, I have to be on video as my job, which like is so out of this world to me because not only do I rec- like perform and record these classes, it's like I'm the one who's editing them. Um, and I think that Maybe people don't think about that as much, but I have to see myself so much. And like, if you've taken my class, you know, I'm a mess. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, well, you're very, like, very honestly. Yeah. I'm hiking up my pants. I'm like, pour, <laughs> I'm like pouring my boobs back into my sports bra between sets. And like, I'm editing that. I'm editing that. And I'm looking at that. And I 
have really softened the critical lens on myself. Mm. Um, it's been a positive feedback loop, right? Like I have a great community. They're into it. I'm into it. I know the class was great. So therefore, yes, yes. whatever happened and however weird I looked when I was literally giving myself a wedgie so my pants didn't fall down, like <laughs> that is not part of it. So I think that, again, asking yourself, this is part of your strategy, which is like taking inventory and where do these ideas come from? Where does the idea that like my performance is supposed to look a certain way and therefore when I'm looking back at the replay, even though people have already left and been like, great class, I had fun. Like, I'm like, oh, I looked silly doing that, you know, and I start getting critical. I'm like, no, let's, let's not because we know that people had a good time. We know that we did what we needed to do and we moved our body in a way that felt good to us. So that's with video. Like that's been a big thing. And then with photos, um, a lot of times, especially if it's around a big event, right? It's like around, mm -hmm. it's like engagement, you know, maybe even headshots for a new job, yeah. all the things, right? Like if there's going to be a photo, like I was at a party and I was caught on a photo, but right. um, <laughs> you get the photos, you open them really, maybe if you're anything like me, really mean things might come up mm -hmm. and you got to exit. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. You got to set them down. <laughs> and I remember <laughs> with uh, one set of photos, I actually allowed my, I opened them. I saw a few of them. I started like feeling a little bit negative. I closed them and I allowed my friends to look at them before I looked at them. Ooh. I sent them to my friends and they selected some of their favorites. And then like, were telling me why they Aww. felt like those were my favorites. And I know that like, this is not necessarily entirely about outside validation, but in this case, people who love you will see a photo that you don't like and tell you why they like it. And they'll yes. be like, I like this one because it looks like you're actually like, I've seen you teach a class and this is how it actually looks when you're teaching. So this yes. feels very real. And you're like, Oh, right. So That's I do weird. look like a, I do look like a little weirdo all the time and, <laughs> and they like that. Okay, cool. But like, so setting them down for a while, even if you don't do the friend scenario, setting them down as soon as you start feeling that those negative feelings come up and then returning to them later, especially if you're returning to them after having a good ass day. <laughs> yes. You're like, I had a good day. I'm going to look at those photos again and see if I can select two that I like, because maybe you got an option to select two, three, four, ten. you know, like, so let me just find two that I like today. Not even going to look for any more. Once I find two, I'm going to stop looking at them. And then you come back again and maybe you're like, oh my gosh, wait, hold on. This one's actually even better than one of those two that I selected. Or this one feels more real. This one feels more authentic. So I think setting it down and returning with kinder eyes over and over and over again um, mm -hmm. on days that don't feel so stressful. Because it's like the second the negative feeling starts happening, you're going to go through that whole album and be mean to yourself. Yes. And then you're going to have to recover from being mean to every single picture of yourself. Instead of if you see two and you're like, I, I'm, I'm feeling like, I'm feeling like I'm going to say something not nice. Exit. I got to exit. Yeah. And even, even at, in the moments too, I, I, that's been happening. You know, I've been meeting up with friends or seeing people in the moment, like while you're still at that place unless people's eyes are closed and there's someone like running through the photo, there's like a bird about to dive into my hair. Like those, <laughs> I mean, which I would post, but um, <laughs> those moments you're like, okay, like we can maybe do a redo, but I try not to, if I was standing next to you and we got our, I mean, last time we were together when we were on that hike, mm -hmm. I allowed Scott to take pictures and he was like, do you want me to take more? And I was like, right. no. Yep. I was so grateful that you did that because we just kind of enjoyed what they were. Yeah. Cause real life is real life and we don't need to be, every photo doesn't need to be our best. And also like that is you in that yeah. photo, even if you don't like it at the moment, that's you. And like, you could like it later and you will like it later because you're like, Oh, I had a good ass walk. Like look at Josie. She's not even looking at the camera. That's hilarious. <laughs> but like, in the moment, like the impulse to say, no, we need to take a hundred more because these were not good enough. And then, yep. then you just have a hundred more chances to like say something negative about yourself. Oh. Like, no, thank you. So we're like making this quick. Like we got five. Those are great. 
if they're not, let's press the live and screenshot another second of yes, it and like right. keep it moving. I love that. I'm so grateful that you shared it. Um, I, I, it reminded me of a memory I have of when I received photos back from an event we went to together, which was a lingerie party. Do you remember yes. that? Uh-huh. And y'all, guess what Lauren texted to me? I remember st- I was at a standing desk. I said, oh my God, the pictures are here. And Lauren said, send them to me. And I just want to name for everybody that I did not want to send them because I was so self-conscious. I thought, oh my God, I don't want my, I don't want, I don't want my friend to see these. Like, I think they're terrible. And that I was and there I, in real life. <laughs> right. It was like, I, if anyone saw every angle of my body, it was Lauren. Like we have so many pictures from that event, just like cute selfies and things. But we got three or four professional photos done by going to the event. It was really sweet. And Lauren said two things, send them to me, and then said, you'll like these a lot more in two weeks. <laughs> I never forgot it. And there, it is true. Like, that is your body in the photo. And it also is your body in the photo at that angle, which might not be the angle that you're used to seeing yourself or it might be at a lighting that you're not used to being photographed. And, like, there are many elements to a photo. It doesn't discount you. It's just it's a different it's like that moment in time it's literally a millisecond in time yeah and That's i think it's also important is. to like yeah it's important to um like appreciate those angles as well because mm-hmm. they are still you and it is just one moment and it's funny because it's one moment sometimes yes. you're like oh my gosh what the <laughs> hell like what the hell but then you're like whatever like i know who i am I know I'm a whole ass human in like many different forms moving Mm -hmm. through space. Like, please, (laughs) like this one photo, but like, you're just like that, that's it. That's the winner. Um, And sometimes it's just picking the least evil, right? Like the one that you just (laughs) had the least negative reaction to, especially when it comes to like headshots. I feel like those are like so stoic and stiff Mm -hmm. and like, there's not a lot of like, movement in a traditional headshot we're moving away from those but like yes it's hard to see yourself sitting like you posed when you were five like you posed in in the senior photos and then like you pose for your work like headshot and LinkedIn and you're just like oh my god it's literally not that serious right yeah it's not (laughs) they'll they'll be so pleasantly surprised when they meet me and I'm like moving and looks like every version of this photo yes that's right I mean that's my LinkedIn photo is me with like a leg and two arms in the air (laughs) right (laughs) because that's uh I've just decided I'm gonna show up in photos as I am instead of trying to be like let's make sure that my chin is forward and my shoulders are down and my hips are twisted like right like uh, I'm not trying to pull something to get this headshot like it is what it is (laughs) they're gonna have to pay me for me to pose like that let me tell you right Well, thank you for sharing that. Um, I bet that was advice that folks needed and also might not have wanted. Um, I want to just name that, right? Like, like getting advice or a concept on how to deal with photos. Just recognize that if it sat uncomfortable with you of like, oh, I don't, I just, I actually, I do want to sulk and be miserable. Well, go back to the strategies we shared before. Feel sorry for yourself. Then get comfortable. Take a little inventory of how things are and then do something. Or you're like, move, uh, create something out of it. Even if it's a good laugh, send it to a friend and create a memory. Because we all love sharing pictures of ourselves looking ridiculous. I do. Yeah. And also, we just take so many pictures, more pictures than like ever in history, ever, 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 yes. ever. Mm-hmm. So like, girl, there's going to be another opportunity. Yes. Today. It's not like, you know, 20, well, not 20, but maybe 10 years ago when the photos that got posted on Facebook the day after the party became like one of them was your new profile pic and it had to be good because so much was riding on it. Y'all, we don't live in that world anymore. Yeah, but it's also not like 200 years ago where you had to sit still and like hold your face. (laughs) And that's why no one was smiling because they were like, oh my God. Right. The single photo that you have of your like great, great, great grandparents and they're not smiling because they've been there for 25 minutes in the same pose like girl just take another one it's okay yeah can you imagine having that redone it the did pressure. not happen yeah I don't like this can you redo it <laughs> that's why some of some of those old paintings the cat's faces look weird because the cats definitely didn't sit that long they were just like we don't know what a cat looks like anymore we've been painting for freaking 18 hours we've got eyes and a nose and that will do yes <laughs> 
Um, well, thank you so much for engaging in this conversation today, Lauren. Uh, your insights are so helpful. Well, yes. Thank you for being, of course, the other side of it and always like, you know, we try to keep it as well-rounded as possible. Yeah. I think we have two very uh, symbiotic personalities. We sure do. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and we get to invite another really incredible personality into the into the, mm. ne- the mix next week. Um, the universe. So, yes, our next episode will be on food access, insecurity, different elements of nutrition and public health, because we are hosting the one and only Lauren Bell uh, at Nutrition Low on TikTok, as you probably know her, and also on Instagram, but her TikTok is uh, probably the most, you know, most well-known, incredible educator. Um, we both went to Tulane, and she's also a career changer. I just feel like we're going to have an incredible time with Lauren next week. So I'm please, so excited. Please tune in. We can't wait to have her. Yes. Thanks for being here, friends. Yes. And we will plan to see you next week. Have a great time. Bye. Bye.